welcome to Geeksploration, the podcast where we hope the new world order is not one of our listeners. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Close the blinds and put on your tinfoil hats. We're talking conspiracy theories. Hey, Ben. Hey, John. How's it going? If that is your real name. Mm, you've been watching YouTube videos, haven't you? Uh, I know my kids do. <laughs> Are they coming up to you with any, uh, with any wild ideas that they're seeing out there? Mostly uh, they like watching spooky things like, oh, there's these guys that went to this amusement park and stayed there after night and there was ghosts and killers. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know that's fake, right? Oh, is it the one with like, with like the... I don't know. I didn't watch the actual video, but... Like, come on, with shit like that all the time. Like, oh, yeah, well, I saw this on YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah, that's horseshit. Yeah, like the abandoned Disney park in Asia or something, and there's, like, bloody mascots yeah. coming towards them. Yeah, that was a good, creepy story. I remember reading that. There's this channel on YouTube that I subscribe to called Slapped Ham, where they just do a bunch of uh, listicles like that, where, where it's just like, you know, top 10 creepiest things caught on tape. And they treat it very earnestly. And um, yeah, clearly... Most of it is bullshit, but it's still fun. Yeah, so I've just had to educate my children that YouTube is not to be trusted as a prime source of truth. Yeah, it's not a credible resource for, for or your research. maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the, uh, the Illuminati has found a way to make you think it's not credible. Yeah, well, I just you know, take it with a grain of salt. Don't just automatically believe everything you see on the internet. Yeah. Which seems to be a message that uh, a lot of people haven't embraced no <laughs> but you know it's more fun because of it so i'm all right with it um so as you mentioned we are talking conspiracy theories today um i know i've mentioned it in a couple other episodes in the past personally i love conspiracy theories i don't wear my tinfoil hat i don't actually fully buy into them or believe them but i think they are such fun little rabbit holes to go down and to consider yeah, they're fun thought experiments, you know, because I'm generally I'm not certain of anything. Yeah. You know, like I don't like to tr hold anything as absolutely positively true. Like I'm only 99% certain that I exist, <laughs> which means I'm only like 98% certain that you exist. You know, and then there's probably conspiracy theory that goes into that about the government has created a virtual reality brain hologram a la Matrix that we are all living in, and they want you to believe that it's the real world. I'm, in fact, I was, I was just pulling that out of my ass, but I'm certain something like that exists, in theory. Technically, there's like theories in quantum physics that the universe is a illusion or a simulation. Yeah, it's a hologram. What we observe is not really what's there. See, and that shit is fun because it, it takes you out of the mundane, um, even if you've got an exciting life. Like, you know, it takes you out of the normal what exists thing and allows you to take a second and be curious about what could exist. Like, that's what I like about, about a lot of comics and stuff, like Fantastic Four. You know, when, when good writers delve into it and start talking about dimensionality and, you know, what you perceive not necessarily being true. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot of conspiracy theories are, you know, they're born from skepticism and uh, mistrust of authority, which I think is healthy. I don't think it's good to just trust the, all the things you're told. Yeah, 
by those in power or otherwise, you know, be a little skeptical, question things. I think where it enters folly is when people buy into it and uh, then start dogmatically believing and consuming anything that supports the theories that they have decided are true. Yeah, it gets to a religion level where when you find things that support it, then you're like, see, I told you so. And then somebody goes, well, what about this that discounts it or, or disproves it? Then they go, oh, well, that's just a lie. Yeah, that's the bullshit. Yeah, they're looking for the Jesus and the toast. Yeah. I mean, anytime you believe something to the point to where all you can say in a discussion is, no, you're lying, then you're not having a discussion and you've, you've made up your mind and I don't want to talk to you. Oh, well, that's just what you've been told. You're just brainwashed by the New World Order slash Illuminati slash Freemasons slash lizard people slash whoever the them are that are trying to fool us. Yeah, it must be nice, sheep. Blissful ignorance. You believe the Earth is round just because NASA told you so? <laughs> Pictures can be faked, you know. So we're going to bring up some of our uh, our favorite question mark or, you know, we just we picked out some conspiracy theories because a as I learned in my research, there's a shit ton of conspiracy theories and a lot of them are not that fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah people believe pretty much everything. Yeah. And uh, and we tried to stick with co like proper conspiracy theories where there is some sort of organization or um, group that is conspiring to make people believe something that's untrue so like we're not going to do like uh, cryptozoology because i don't think there's a conspiracy around bigfoot yeah other than uh i mean clearly bigfoot's real yeah yeah exactly but, but you know yeah there's there's no there's no obvious reason why they're trying to keep it from us so no, you know we'll leave that one uh he's just a sneaky ape man yeah exactly he's just very good at what he does yeah um so you want to you want to lead us off with one of yours or do you want me to take it? Um, sure. Well, I mean, I kind of mentioned Flat Earth. So I think that, that one is one of the ones that is, uh, has shockingly grown in popularity, it seems, over the last decade. Isn't that strange? It's absolutely bizarre. Like when, <laughs> like when we were young, I, don't think, I can't think of anyone ever espousing the idea that the Earth was actually flat in a serious way. Yeah, like it had been centuries. And we, we learned about that in history class or whatever in, in elementary school, that people used to believe that the Earth was flat and that eventually you would fall off the edge of it if you, if you sailed long enough. Yeah. Back then, when we were children, it was like, that is a stupid, ridiculous notion. To which I'm sure the Flat Earthers would say, see, they got you young. Yeah, they, yeah, they, you were brainwashed way early. Yeah. It's such a weird phenomenon, and I think it kind of came up with the internet, where people with weird fringe ideas could uh, disseminate them to, like, large groups. Yeah, they were given a, a soapbox and a podium and yeah. a microphone with which to shout at the world. And you can make some compelling arguments. I mean, like, you know, you go outside and you look around and it does not appear. I don't see a earth, curve. Yeah, that the the earth is curved. I mean, it looks kind of lumpy, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, if you go to the ocean, it looks pretty damn flat. Yeah. You know, it's easy to kind of spark people's curiosity and make them think, hey, yeah, I, I don't see a sphere because it's really big. Yeah. It's a bit bigger than, uh, than if you were looking at uh, basketball. But you do see the sphere. You just don't realize it because it's the scale is big like when you're at the beach and you're looking at the ocean and a boat comes over the horizon you see the top of it first because it's cresting over 
the curvature of the earth. Oh yeah. Thinking about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, that you see that. And, uh, like when you see, uh, something we get, you know, like chemtrails or, you know, contrails, if you prefer, um, planes, like you'll see them where they look like they just dive into the horizon. And so either the earth is flat and there are planes that are regularly just, you know, diving into the earth <laughs> and the government's covering up these, uh, plane crashes. Yeah. They're drones. Or it went over the horizon and around the curvature of the earth. Well, yeah, it just dove to the the other side of the Earth. I mean, do you know with flat earthers, how deep do they think the world is? Like, do they just think that the world is like is just on a on a plateau with like tons of Earth core material below it? So, from the the few things that I watched and looked at, it it it, it kind of varies. A lot of them kind of subscribe to the like we don't know. It's a mystery. We're not like those scientist jerks that lie to you and try and tell you that, th- that we know what it is. We just know the Earth's flat and something is out there, but we don't know what. So some of them believe it's like an infinite plane. Oh, geez. Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> that, would, uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, we'd certainly have figured out that you can go farther than, uh, I don't know, whatever's, whatever's right behind us. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how the sun goes around an infinite plane. Oh, yeah. Uh, it would have to travel through it. I guess, um, or, you know, I don't know. There, there's also the, uh, the space is fake movement. Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess that goes right along with it. You know, maybe it's just like a giant projection. I think most of that is less the fact that what you're looking at is not real and more the idea that everything you've been told about it is a bunch of bullshit that's meant to make you believe the rest of the bullshit. Like back in, you know, uh, centuries and millennia ago, people trying to explain natural events with like, oh, this is the god of the storm, and that's why these storms happen. It necessarily follows that space has to be fake, or they at least have to be lying to you about it, because you say, okay, Earth is a, uh, is a disk. It's a flat disk, and uh, something's on the other side of it, maybe a whole other Earth. I have no idea. I don't know what's supposed to be on the other side of flat Earth. Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah. Dinosaurs? Not China. Bizarro world. Yes. It's square. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Would, would flat earthers? Uh, would they just be saying like, "Oh no, Bizarro World is not a cube"? Yeah, totally. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's a disc on one side and a in a square on the other. Yeah. Why? Who knows? Not science. I love that some of these flat earthers, without uh, disparaging it, they've still got a sense of humor about it. Like I remember reading a story a couple of years back about this guy. He was like crowdfunding his own like little ship that, that he was going to launch from his backyard and it was going to launch him up into space so he could provably say that the earth was not round. He did it. Well, he did launch, but he didn't get up far enough to, to be able to prove it. He hit hard too when he came back oh, down. Yeah. He broke like three ribs and an arm or some shit. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun story to follow. It was like an air powered rocket. Yeah. He did not go up in a, with a, with a huge ball of flame. Basically, it's one of those like stomp rockets that you had when you were a kid, except really big. But the space is fake thing. It's like the sun is a sphere and so is the moon and all the other planets. And like I've seen those, like I've looked through a telescope at Jupiter and Saturn and uh, they look like spheres. Just very convincing macro projections. Yeah. And we and we, you know, we send things to orbit around them and GPS works. Fake you can see satellites going around i mean it's like all this stuff like things that make it absolutely apparent that the earth is a sphere has to be fake 
otherwise you can't believe that the earth is flat yeah it's it's all a very convincing charade they they're they're putting on for reasons we can't understand clearly one of the funny ones that i heard recently was that uh it's all part of a plot to buy the new world order because everything kind of comes back down to the shadowy organization by whatever name you wish to call it yeah that is really calling all the shots and you know trying to make some global unified government or some whatever their shadowy goals are yeah but the idea is the reason that they want you to believe all this space stuff in this is that they need a threat and to unify the entire world you need a threat from outside the world so you have to make them believe that there is space and that they're working towards like a faked alien invasion yeah yeah like a like a, a created xenophobia on a planet-wide scale yeah yeah where they can use that to justify bringing the entire earth under one homogenous government. Hey, so they're doing the fucking Ozymandias uh, plot from Watchmen. Yeah, pretty much. Except I guess they've been doing it for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, I wonder if Alan Moore <laughs> was uh, part of it or is part of it. So he wrote that comic book story just to sort of plant the idea in people's heads so they can go, whoa, that is interesting. And uh, maybe they'll be more accepting of it. But the thing is, like, people have been saying the Earth was round for, like, a really, really long time. Yeah, who was it? Wasn't it one of those uh, those ancient philosophers, like a, like a Plato or an Aristotle or something? Pythagoras. Oh. I mean, that was before, like, Socrates and all that. that was... Like the, the theorem guy? Pythagorean theorem? Yes. I do not remember anything about that except the name. It's mathematics, right? Uh, it's geometry. It's for triangles. <laughs> Fucking math. It it is the a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Oh, hey, I I I know of that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that was in some time BC, so over two thousand years ago. And uh, was that guy was part of this plot? Like that is they were really playing the long game here. Yeah, maybe maybe the whole <laughs> Jesus thing was was a part of it. Yeah, I mean, man, that is uh, that is the long con right there. And that's the part that I have a hard time believing. It's like, this shit's been going on for a really long time. If there is some shadowy organization faking all this shit, they are very patient. That they are. That's why they're going to win unless we are steadfast and we expose the truth and don't get killed. Unless they are, you know, immortal lizard people. Oh, yeah. From that, inside the planet. That would make sense. If they are aliens, then that sort of just takes care of that there and we don't have to understand that yeah but then is is the conspiracy theory that they're going to fake an alien invasion it's not a conspiracy theory they're literally doing that <laughs> yeah but that's how they control the sheep well i think the the lizard men thing was it was either they're from space and some people believe they were from the interior of the earth or maybe the other side of the flat earth yeah and uh the british royal family and the the bushes are all shape-shifting reptilian. Yeah, like like the Rothschilds and yeah. shit and uh, fucking Keanu Reeves. If Keanu Reeves is a good example of the reptilian master race, I, I think we're in good hands. He seems like a legit dude. That's just his disarming tactic. They're, they're trying all sorts of tactics. But, you know, going in with the, uh, with the whole conspiracy of space being fake, so what about this moon landing? So some people want to say that we never got to the moon i imagine they would also have to concede that we never got to space unless people well i guess the people who believe we faked the moon landing don't necessarily think that space and the moon is fake just that we we did it so we could say we did it and and the russians couldn't 
to beat the Ruskies. Yeah. So th- I think the popular theory is that Stanley Kubrick was uh, commissioned to fake a moon landing on video. Yeah. And watched like a little mini documentary thing about it years ago. And yeah. How like the, the way they were jumping seemed fake and you could see the wires here and there. I and do remember that. The, something about the flag was wrong. And like people have claimed that the original negatives of the video no longer exist. So it's like it's like uh, George Lucas's unaltered Star Wars footage where it's like, oh, sorry, it doesn't exist. All we have is the special edition now. I've got the uh, original release on VHS and found a like a ripped copy of it digitally. Yeah, but but that's that's why you can't make it on Blu-ray, or so he claimed that we would never see it on Blu-ray because the the original prints no longer exist. Because he was so damn proud of CGI Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, and I I've I remember seeing a video once about how some conspiracy theorists that that buy into this have looked uh, to The Shining and found little clues of like, like little Danny Torrance is wearing like an Apollo rocket sweater and uh there like there's a, a few different space references in that that um the uh the theorists claim is him sort of uh, some, acknowledging so, or hinting at it yeah and some people say that that it's like an apology letter that he felt bad about having done that to the world so he slipped in little hints for people to find but he didn't leave anything outright on his deathbed no fortunately no well the the weird thing about that is it's uh it's provably false by anyone with a telescope and a really good laser because they left reflectors on the moon that you can actually shoot a laser at. You could do it yourself. I have not done it myself. So I, I yeah, can't I remember claim you telling that, me about this. Yeah. If you have like a, a good, powerful laser and, you know, a thing that'll receive it when it bounces back, you can shoot it at certain spots on the moon. And there are big reflectors that they use to determine precise distances from the earth to the moon. Like if you really believe it's not true, you could buy that equipment and you could do it and see for yourself whether or not it works. Now, I would imagine there would be YouTube videos of people doing that, right? Yeah, but you can't trust those people. It's They're true. just toeing the line. Yeah. The thing about conspiracy theories is, you know, for people that really buy into them, they need the proof themselves. Because the fact is that there's a conspiracy where the entire world is lying to you. So someone else telling you this is true, look, I did this, holds no weight. Yeah. Even if somebody who wanted to prove a conspiracy theorist was wrong and like, they're like, look, I bought the equipment and I'm going to show you this. They probably still wouldn't believe it. Yeah, because they could fake it. Like you'd have to, yeah. you literally have to do everything yourself. You have to prove it yourself. Otherwise, it's just somebody lying to you, which makes it really hard to fight. <laughs> like there's nothing you could really do or say. Stuff like flat earth, GPS works. So engineers came up with a system to locate you on earth and, you know, tell you where you are. Because it seems to work. Like if you go from point A to point B, it seems to know where you are and it takes you there. So they came up with a system that works within this weird flat Earth universe where the Earth is a disk and you can't just orbit around it because it's not a sphere. And so satellites can't be real and pictures from satellites can't be real. So they came up with something and then had to manufacture a reasonable and logical sounding system that would work under their fake spherical Earth. Yeah, yeah. That they've been feeding you. Like, there's so much work and it would be so hard to keep under wraps and it's so much extra effort and I don't see why. Like, what is the end game? Why would you go through all that effort and how could you convince so many people to not only go along with it, but then to keep silent about it? It just doesn't, it boggles my mind. 
Well, and and like like an issue with uh, going back to convincing people, like if you took somebody who was claiming that we never landed on the moon and you grabbed them and threw them in a rocket with yourself, flew up to the moon, found the flag, found the reflectors and then brought them back. And they're like, holy shit, you were right. Every single other one of those conspiracy theorists would say they brainwashed you or they've got something on you. And now you are lying to us. I guarantee you there's a certain subset of the conspiracy theorists, the true believers that would believe that you kidnapped them and took them to a soundstage and faked the whole thing still. Oh, yeah. Even if you took them to the moon, even if they believe that you did go to the moon, they'd be like, yeah, well, you took me here, so you must have put that shit there last week. Yep. Like, there are people that are just, that you're never going to reach. And uh, that's what I was saying earlier, like, skepticism is good. And, uh, and a lot of conspiracy theories are born of skepticism and mistrust, and I think that's great. Until you get to the point where you stop being skeptical of your own beliefs. Yeah. And you start getting dogmatic in the opposite direction. And then, you know, you're just as far gone as you think other people are. It's like religion at that point. Yeah, you're just a sheep in a different flock. So sticking to the, uh, the space theme, I want to talk a little bit about one of, one of my fascinations, which could or could not be a conspiracy theory. Like, it's kind of on the line, but it does sort of fit in with some of these things. I want to talk about ancient aliens. Have you seen any of that uh, that show on History Channel? Yeah, I have. Yeah, because they talk about how across numerous ancient civilizations, they have similar iconography and yep. similar technological advances. And well, and it's it's you know you look at like architecture from different continents, you know, being so similar. Like, and then you have like Mayan temples and and the pyramids in uh, in Egypt and like. It might just be one of those things where it's like, how do we explain the unexplainable? Oh, aliens, you know, with, with the whole pyramid thing. But I think it's really, I, I think it's fascinating personally because it's so possible. You know, if, if you believe that aliens are out there and are capable of interstellar travel, it's 100% possible that there is something that coaxed along early civilization here. I got a buddy that fully bought into the idea that, uh, it was ridiculous that life came about on Earth spontaneously. Yeah. And he is pretty confident in the idea that Earth was essentially seeded by aliens. Yeah. The likelihood that life would pop up on its own randomly is preposterous. Like right now, we could put a lot of the basic building blocks of life and um, like hardy bacteria and a few things, DNA, you know, things that self-replicate with DNA and shit mm -hmm. in a capsule. And shoot it off to you know, one of those Earth-like planets that we're pretty confident life could flourish on. Just shoot it off and, you know, in 1,000 years, 10,000 years, it'll get there and uh, could start to growing. Yeah. And we might be gone. We may not even ever know about it or know what the results of it are. But we presently have the technological advancement to do that. We should do that just for funsies. Yeah, just start spitting shit out into space. Yeah, why not? Like, are we alone? Not anymore, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, there's all those fucking things like, uh, like what's what is it like, like the Nazca lines? Like, is that down in yeah. in Peru? Yeah, and like, like just impossibly create. Like, okay, I've seen shows where where it disproves things like crop circles, where it's very easy for a human to make a crop circle in a night. But shit like that, where it's just, it's ages old, and from the sky, it's a giant fucking spider. You know, or like, or it's like coordinates, like almost like a map, or like a landing strip, I remember one of those. Well, and a lot of them align really, really accurately with astronomical geometry. Yes. 
they're aligned perfectly north um, or they're slightly off now, but then like you wind it back and you're like, that was perfectly north 6,000 years ago. I remember my fascination more than I remember the facts, but the fact that like, uh, like the distance from one pyramid to another in Egypt directly reflects mathematically the distance between certain celestial bodies. I think, yeah, like the three stars and the little dipper. I yeah, is, uh, is that like what that. it is? And yeah. then there was something like like the distance from the bottom to the tip of the pyramid is um, mathematically uh, scalable to like the distance from the Earth to the Sun, and just 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 shit like that, where it's like that's it's too big of a coincidence, or or not too big of a coincidence because I'm not just like a a a staunch supporter of the idea, but it's a big enough coincidence to be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, whether or not it's aliens or not, I'm not, you know, it could be, it could not be. But there's this guy, uh, Graham Hancock. He's a, uh, he's like, he's a journalist, but he's done a bunch of work on this. And I heard a, like uh, Joe Rogan did like a, you know, one of, he was his guest. And so it was like a two and a half long, hour long interview. And if I, it was super interesting because he's, he's kind of convinced that there was really advanced civilizations way prior to everything that we give credit for. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do the ancient aliens things, but he's saying, hey, there was humans that possessed uncharacteristic amounts of knowledge well before we claim they were. And they, they may have traveled around the world and shared this knowledge with many, many civilizations. A lot of ancient civilizations, like the gods they worship, are you know similar. They have a lot of similar iconography. Like I guess there's this little bag that shows up. A lot of them have like a, um, an origin myth where there's a creature or being that comes and hands them knowledge, and it's always in the form of this little bag. Interesting. And it appears in like Olmec temples and stuff in South America and in Egypt and in Mesopotamia and all over the fucking place, whether or not it's aliens. But it was it could have been just a really highly advanced civilization. And by advanced, I mean, I'm not talking like, you know, iPhones and shit, but with really accurate mathematics and, you know, a better understanding of the world than we would give anyone at that time credit for. Yeah, because stuff like the Nazca lines, like it's like, well, you can't, you know. Why would you make them? You couldn't see what they were unless you were in the air. And how would they make them without being able to be in the air? And math is the answer to that. I mean, I've, I've laid out a ton of foundations, like big 10,000 square foot house foundations. And I was definitely not in the air. And I was able Brag. to accurately take a picture and make it on the ground using math. Well, I guess the, <laughs> the, the big thing with a lot of those designs that was fascinating to me is unless you are planning for someone to see it, why would you make it? Most cultures believe the gods are in the skies, and they most most of the grandest things that people built throughout the ages was to appease the gods. Yeah, some of the biggest, most grand buildings in all of you know medieval Europe were almost all churches. Yeah, and they were built high to impress God and say, "Hey, look how much we love you, dude." And Fucking so it'd be the, weirdos. The same idea, you know, you know, you make these things for the gods to see because that's clearly they're up there. Well, and my favorite episode of Ancient Aliens, because I, I watched like the first couple seasons, then they started getting kind of wacky. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a <laughs> long time. Then they started getting kind of <laughs> weird. Yeah, then that Greek guy's hair was not the weirdest thing on the show. <laughs> uh, What's his name? Like Giorgio Sukalokalis or something? I don't know. Sounds Greek. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very Greek name, but he, he's a fun, charismatic character on that. But there was an episode where they took stories from the Bible and passed it through the filter of ancient aliens. So they're talking about chariots of fire and the sound of thunder in the air with this person coming from the clouds and wars in the sky. And to me, like that was one of the most fascinating things, having grown up religious, 
was to think like that that is no less plausible than <laughs> than believing in God and his physical manifestations son <laughs> you suckers are worshiping aliens <laughs> it's really interesting to me and when they go through like ancient egyptian hieroglyphics and pass that through the filter of ancient aliens and you know there there's sometimes where people are large and weird looking or even their gods you know with bird heads and dog heads and stuff it's like who's to say that that isn't their interpretation of an alien visit that seems rather reasonable it's got to be true Kind of on the conspiracy front there, the, the interview with um, Graham Hancock was pretty cool because he was talking about how, I don't know if it's so much a conspiracy, but it is an example of people getting kind of caught in their dogma. So like the prevailing wisdom in North American paleoarchaeology was that there was the, the Clovis people, they called them, and they were the first people in America. So there's like the Clovis line, it's called. And so like the prevailing wisdom for years was, well, they were the first people, so there's no point. Like, you'd hit that, you'd dig through it, and then you'd hit, you know, you'd get to the bottom of the Clovis line where you were finding artifacts and stuff from them, and that was it. You'd stop digging. You know, there's no fucking people under there. And I guess back in the 70s, like up in Canada and shit, they started finding shit below it, like way below it, a few thousand years below it. And the people that, like, published works just got fucking panned. And they were like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. You're, you know, you're wrong, blah, blah, this and that, and you're fucking stupid. And, uh, like, ruined a few people's careers trying to publish on this shit. So, like, you know, nobody studied it for years. And I guess they've started, like, finding stuff now, and it, it's starting to slowly come into the mainstream that there is shit below that. There were people there earlier than that. And so, like, it's not so much a cover-up or a conspiracy as it is the people buying into their dogma so much that they're not willing to entertain the idea that they could be wrong. Well, yeah, because it's just as fascinating. Like, like I love the ancient aliens thing, but like your buddy and, and you were just saying, it's just as possible that, you know, 10,000 years ago, there was a bustling, you know, modern society with technology that for whatever reason just got wiped out. And there, there just isn't proof anymore. You know, like everything could have been made by some super high tech glass that just shattered in a giant explosion or something and we're not going to find artifacts from there yeah well i mean shit the amazon they've done like lidar over the amazon what's lidar it's like laser radar oh okay you know so you can shoot through the canopy oh, and kind of see the ground features below i read something just recently yeah and shit they have found like expansive fucking cities like you know cities that appear to have probably housed over a million people in the middle of the amazon yeah, and didn't they just, maybe it wasn't in the Amazon, but somewhere in, uh, in South America or maybe Central America, they found in the middle of the jungle just some, some uh, Mayan, Mayan adjacent temples, like more of those, those pyramids with the, with the steps and the whatnot. Yeah, well, they're finding them. I mean, there's just tons of them. Because before, the only way they'd find these things is by clear-cutting the jungle. Yeah. Because they've got shit all grown all over the top of them. And so with LiDAR, they can kind of zoom over it and be like, holy shit, like you can see them. Like I've seen some of the pictures like, oh, yeah, it looks like straits and there's foundations and mounds and all kinds of shit. Because there was a, I can't remember his name, the the city of El Dorado conquistador guy that went through South America way early on. Yeah. And said like, man, they've got these huge fucking cities and these giant metropolises and there's gold everywhere. And, you know, got Spain all pumped up and then Spain went over there and said, all right, we're going to murder all these people and take their shit. (laughs) But then when they got there, they could never find it. They could never find the lost city of gold 
Yeah, it's a it's a big place. Well, and that shit was, I think it was like 50 or 60 years later that they finally got there. I mean, shit didn't go quickly then. Like, he had to do his thing, and then he went back, and he went back to Spain, talked them into it. They sent an expedition back to there. They had to trek back into the jungle and shit and try and find this shit. So, I mean, it was years and years later, and uh, they'd already introduced smallpox to Fuck. South America. So, some of the prevailing conspiracy theories of the theories that you know are kind of outside the normal there is that smallpox essentially just ravaged the civilization because they had no immunity to, to it whatsoever and so you know hundreds of thousands of people died and cities collapsed and you leave a road in the jungle that's heavily traveled and you stop traveling it for three years and you're not going to fucking find it yeah yeah it's going to be gone so the the idea that there were yeah there was super advanced civilization you know not super advanced i'm not talking like flying cars and shit but you know but why not yeah maybe some of that stuff seems a bit more durable, but I mean, like, like in Siberia, they found some shit where evidence of an advanced civilization and their evidence is that there was a bead that was drilled with like a high speed fixed drill bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not like a, you know, like a machining lathe or something, but it's the kind of technology that they didn't think existed until like another thousand years or 2000 years later. So it's advanced for the time. For me, it would seem like it, like it would almost have to be a civilization that advanced so far beyond like where we are right now to where the normal conventions were things that wouldn't last, like stone. It would essentially have to be magic. Well, they made things out of really, really high-tech structural paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything was, was grown. Yeah, they got to a point like they wanted to be sustainable, so everything was biodegradable. Yeah, or maybe it was like Krypton, where everything was grown out of crystals. So, you know, years, years and years and years, it's just erosion, and then, you know, nothing exists anymore. Some of the others, like the lost city of Atlantis and shit, like where the idea is that there was periods in time during the Ice Age where so much of the water on Earth was locked up in glaciers. I mean, like fucking above New York, there was a glacier over a mile thick mm -hmm. that uh, large portions of coast were exposed. And where do people build cities? On the coast. Yeah, near water. Yeah. So, you know, once sea levels rose, you know, dozens of feet, they're now underwater and shit gets ravaged underwater yeah it does not fare well and it does not make it easy to find again well and i love it when when people stumble upon buildings and like uh like structures underwater and like shit like there was one i saw a video on not too long ago where there's like i don't think it was in china but it was something that reminded me of like the tombs in china where there's just like rows and rows of like uh stone statues of people there you know and you're like it's fucking creepy because it's underwater and you're like why the fuck is this here but yeah wow we're getting we're getting off on a uh on a mythology kick here but i love it yeah and it's not necessarily a conspiracy theory except that the establishment shoots this shit down yeah like it seems like they're not open to it and maybe they're not open to it because they know something that we yeah. don't so yeah we're still on topic. Yeah, see, the ancient <laughs> aliens were the ones who started that whole spherical Earth thing to try to to try to get us uh, get us going off on a different tangent. So, uh, what about a break? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's take one of those. If we don't come back, you guys know why. No shit. All right, we'll be right back. Daddy, I want fries. Honey, Taco Bell doesn't have fries. I wonder why not. Seasoned in Mexican spices, dipped in warm nacho cheese sauce. Sounds delicious. 
Someone doesn't want you to taste them. Big fries have been riding the ketchup train for 50 years. Now you come poking around about Mexican spices, nacho cheese sauce. You've made someone very, very salty. The kid's getting close. So scare him off. Honey, where did you get that? The clown gave it to me. Why are you doing this? Taco Bell's nacho fries are a threat to their monopoly. And you know too much. Nacho cheese sauce? Mexican spices? They don't want these coming out. Who's they? The burger people. They. They. These nacho fries are consuming you. Looks like you got yourself in some hot oil. Welcome back, John. Fuck! <laughs> oh, shit, I wasn't recording. Welcome back, Ben. You son of a bitch. No, I was recording. <laughs> yes, let's veer back into something a little bit more solidly conspiratorial. Yeah, yeah. So I think the big one that has permeated our culture for the past 60 years or so, 70 going on, is that old Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Nothing like a good government cover-up. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we start with? The uh, what, what the world thought or what the government is saying? Well, let's start with the truth, John. <laughs> it is out there. So in 1947, something crashed about 30 miles outside of Roswell, New Mexico, uh, on a ranch. And... It is widely believed to have been an alien spacecraft. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. There's all sorts of, uh, of shady shit that went on with that, you know, even as far as like news reports where they're claiming that there was a flying disc or a flying saucer that was recovered. In fact, one such source comes from none other than the Sacramento Bee. That's nowhere near Roswell. No. I found a, I found a headline, though, and I was excited. Um, It said, Army reveals it has flying disc found on ranch in New Mexico. The official story from the government is that it is the Project Mogul weather balloon. But that apparently took quite some time to surface. And yeah, like you, you had like Army personnel saying one day they have an alien spacecraft. The next day they're saying, oh, no, it was just a weather balloon. Our mistake. Like they put out an official release saying, "Yep, it's aliens." I think it was uh, it was to a newspaper. An army general gave that or said it to a reporter. You know that it was it was something extraterrestrial or un- I, I I don't know if it was, if they had the term UFO back then. Well, it was definitely a UFO. Yes, it was unidentified apparently. Yeah. Until until later on when they totally identified it as undoubtedly being Project Mogul. So that was back in 1947. It quickly died down. And then in 1978, it resurfaced when, uh, when this guy, Stanton Friedman, who was a, uh, what was he? He was a big shit, smart guy. I can't remember if he was a physicist or what. He interviewed uh, Jesse Marcel, who was the only person to accompany the, the uh, debris recovered to Fort Worth, Texas, when the Army took it. And he claims that the materials of the debris was, quote, nothing made on this earth, unquote. Like a fucking army private in the 40s? What the fuck does he know? I'm not sure what he was exactly. Like, I think he, w- he was one of the people who went out to grab the debris in the first place. 
Yeah, but but still, like, like, what makes him an expert on what materials are made on this earth? I don't know, man. If you saw it and it was like glowing green, I think it, it would be a safe assumption. But if it looked like tinfoil, I don't think he would have made that call. There are people by the hundreds who have come out since it resurfaced, claiming both candidly and in quote unquote leaked reports, leaked documents, that there was at least one alien spacecraft that crashed that night, including deceased pilots of the alien nature. I remember seeing like the alien autopsy thing back yeah. when kids. Yeah, on, on like the Inquirer or the, or the Weekly World News. Yeah. Like they had pictures. Both of those incredibly reliable news sources. Yeah, well, and you know what? <laughs> Weekly World News, as far as I know, isn't around anymore. Coincidence? Yeah, I used to, I used to subscribe to that shit. I man. remember that. Yeah, they were fucking great. <laughs> I know there's a couple theories floating around uh, on the on the Roswell incident. Like one claims that uh, that there was an alien spacecraft that was flying around monitoring uh, nuclear advancement, nuclear weapons testing, and they were struck by lightning. And killed and got brought down. But if if they were killed when they got struck by lightning, I don't know how they understood their motivations, unless they just found some notes. But in English, yeah. And I got to say, it seems uh, to stretch credulity here that uh, an advanced species that could cross the cosmos to come to Earth would get taken out by a bolt of lightning. Hey, man, that doesn't they, even take down airplanes. They don't. They don't have lightning where they're from. That's their weakness. That's their <laughs> kryptonite. A, a huge tidal wave could smack them and not do anything, or a giant fire or explosion. But man, that lightning, it just hits it wrong. It's like the uh, the exhaust port on the Death Star. Thor, defender of Earth. Yeah. Um, and then that leads us into the other popular government alien cover-up, which is Area 51. Oh, yeah, which is clearly where they took everything from Roswell. Oh, no, it's not, because Area 51's in California or Nevada? Uh, Nevada, yeah. So it sounds like they took everything to Fort Worth, Texas, though, you just said. Yeah, yeah. Area 51, yeah, it's a, it's a detachment of Edwards Air Force Base in Nevada, also referred to as Paradise Ranch or Dreamland. Those sounds so much more fun and less yeah. sinister, which almost makes it more scary. But yeah, that place uh, is a highly classified or highly secure uh, area where it's said to be that where they test uh, new weapons technology and vehicle technology. I remember seeing a special where there was a dude who claims to have been a scientist there who was working on deconstructing the technology of alien spacecraft and trying to recreate it in like the, the hovering disc form. I mean, I, I don't think that that is any secret that the government was at some point trying to experiment with the disc thing. And, and you know, the best they ever got was like a little hover off the ground. So it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, how do these flying saucers work? Yeah, well, and I imagine if that happened, the government would definitely want to try and reverse engineer whatever they could. I mean, that was during the Cold War, right mm -hmm. at the very beginning of it, but it was definitely kicked off. Yeah, America had enemies. We just finished up with World War II, so it would be a significant advantage. Yeah, but, and, but you know, you've got to figure, if the, some asshole came from outer space, you know, the, the technology that they have, we wouldn't just be able to go, oh, okay, this wire connects to this wire and then put this transistor here and look, we can go to space. Oh, yeah, it'd probably be completely alien. Ha, ah, there it is. I was wondering if you were going to go there. I was, I was like, say foreign. <laughs> the biggest thing that makes me question it, question the, the alien cover-up theories is uh, I'm just not that confident in the competence of our government to pull off a con like that and to keep it under wraps. 
you know, my personal feelings on the government are that they're really not super effective at a lot of things. And I just don't, it, it doesn't seem to me like they've got the chops to really pull that off. Yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode. I almost want to take your soundbite right here and find that old episode that we were talking about. Because to me, it felt like the exact same beats. Like It would be really weird if you could like lay one over the other. And they just like matched up identically. That was so weird. Oh, damn it. You've outed me. <laughs> and you know that I'm a mouthpiece for the, the government. Yeah, yeah. The The easiest way to get uh, to get you on the side of the, uh, the anti-government people is for you to disparage them. Yeah. Okay. So we've hit those. I don't know. I mean, there's countless books and movies and YouTube videos and listicles that talk about Area 51 and Roswell like would you say that that is the biggest most pop culture permeated conspiracy theory out there oh yeah like it's got it by far especially especially pop culture wise I mean I think the general shadowy organization whatever you want to call it calling all the shots is pretty big too but as far as pop culture goes fucking aliens and alien cover-ups and area 51 it's got it covered yeah, and also the number of people who claim to have knowledge of of the events of those things. Um, so if you want to do a deeper dive on that, go onto YouTube, go onto the internet. I don't think we would do it justice on 10 minutes of a podcast. So please go do that. Sorry if you came only wanting to hear about Area 51. I don't doubt that there could be life out there in the universe and that they could come here, though it seems space is so glog damn big if it's real. It does not seem unlikely that uh, you would not ever cross paths with another civilization, even if they were out there. Yeah. Just because it, it's so massive. Ooh, how massive is it? The fastest object that we've ever produced, you know, the Voyager probe, launched back in what, like 1974? Just, I think, last year, maybe the year before, finally left the solar system. Oh, that's what it was. It was our space episode. And I think you already, or I think you also said that. Yeah, yeah, we good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, so just the idea that there could be aliens out there, that other, you know, intelligent life, not unlikely, the likelihood that they've come here, less likely. I think you just like quadruple negatived the, that sentence. Yeah, well, I got more. <laughs> the, and then the, the, the likelihood that uh, they came here while we were here, even, even, less the uh you know it's i don't know it just becomes uh the unlikelihood that they didn't not come not here is uh i'm just kidding sorry (laughs) sorry for interrupting continue i could go either way on this but i'd like to think that they came here yeah like that sounds cool as long as they're not probing my anus yeah or any part of me really i don't really want to be kidnapped and probed in any orifice. Yeah, it depends on how hard the probe is. like, Or how big the probe is, maybe. Like, uh, getting probed in the ear could suck worse if it was a different kind of probe. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's true. As far as all of the holes that they could stick something in, your butthole's a little bit more receptive. Yeah. It's not going to choke you. It's not going to, like, burst your eardrums. Yeah. Like, if it's eight inches long and an inch wide... That might be my preferred orifice, actually. <laughs> like, I don't want that in my ear or my yeah. nose or my mouth. Yeah. Forced in there? Like, yeah. yeah, your hearing is fucked. It'd be into your brain at that point. So, yeah. yeah. So, I guess maybe butts aren't so bad. Yeah. Probe Ben's anus. What a very thoughtful aliens. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so let's get off of this alien kick. We've spent enough time doing that. We've done our due diligence, or maybe not, but we've done all the diligence we are going to do. But you've got some uh, some other stuff to talk about. Yeah, I wanted to get a little bit more contemporary because it seems like we were talking about with Flat Earth and a few other things that conspiracy theories, um, I don't know if it's just because, you know, maybe they seem more present because of the Internet. So you hear about them more. They're not in like the shadowy underbelly of questioning society. Uh They're a bit more out in the open or that they've made headlines a bit more than they have in the past. But they seem like they've taken off more in the last 10, 15 years. And um, that they've got a much larger following than they did when uh, we were younger, at least. Yeah, that would make sense. I think it follows the whole hardening of people's positions and the kind of the echo chamber of the Internet where Mm -hmm. we've seemed to have slowly eroded the sense of shared truth. Fewer things now, it seems, that everyone says, yeah, that's right. Everyone seems to have begun having their own idea of what is true. And so, you know, you hear people talking about things and they can't meet in the middle at all because they can't agree on the foundation. You know, they can't agree on what they're talking about. And uh, you get just weird falsehoods like the the whole Pizzagate thing during the 2016 election is just fucking bizarre. For those not familiar, that was the uh, conspiracy theory scandal hostage situation that uh, sprung up around the idea that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex trafficking ring out of the basement of a pizza place in Washington, D.C. But at least that's one, that one's logical. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's not a, aliens or anything. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it is totally plausible that Hillary Clinton is doing that. Because it just started, some guy posted something on the internet, and it just slowly grew and grew with people... Like the when the DNC shit got hacked, like they would go through and they go, oh, look, these are coded message. Every time he says, you know, pepperoni, he's talking about child sex or something. <laughs> I haven't dug deep into down that rabbit hole, but it just kept building upon it. And it was like a weird confluence of people looking for patterns because they truly wanted to believe it and trolls who wanted to make other people believe it, even though they didn't. You know, so people would manufacture evidence and post it out. You know, they'd take pictures of completely other people like look here's a picture of him the owner of comet ping pong wearing a shirt that says i love le enfant which you know in french would be i love the child but it was like another guy who has a la la enfant uh cafe that's named after the dude that designed washington dc but like they just take something and be like yep that's him there he is and the person who posted it probably knew it was bullshit because they're either a troll trying to rile people up which there was plenty of or they were, you know, deluded believers. And it all led to a dude with a gun storming into the fucking pizza place and shooting a hole in the roof uh, in an attempt to free all the imprisoned children in the basement that the place didn't have. <laughs> so it actually escalated to that point. Yeah, well, like a dude from North Carolina drove to Washington, D.C. on a mission to free those children. Oh, what a real American hero. Yeah, like, I mean, it was total bullshit, but, like, the guy's intentions were in the right place. Like, I mean, if if Hillary Clinton was running a child sex trafficking ring and this guy had busted it, uh, good on him. Yeah, or, or you know, they just they caught wind of it because they are everywhere and they moved it. Yeah, they filled in the basement uh-huh. so that it wasn't there anymore and they took the kids somewhere else. Now, if if you're a conspiracy theorist and you are absolutely certain that that's true, that is not a ridiculous notion at all. Yeah, but you get a lot of that now uh, on on both sides where they have like these weird 
conspiracy theories and like where they there's so much distrust and animosity from one side to the other that little things grow and fester into absolutely ridiculous ideas and a lot of people believe them and they get kind of perpetuated the media on the internet has gotten a bit i guess media standards aren't quite what they used to be journalistic standards yeah integrity where stuff will kind of ping pong you know people are in such a rush to get the story first and get new stuff out and get exclusive stuff out that'll get them clicks and page views and shit that they don't really vet it very well and so you'll have something from like 4chan some you know completely ridiculous thing that someone posts as a joke that gets posted on somewhere else and then it gets posted on you know Infowars, and then from there it gets posted on you know fox news or cnbc starts reporting on it you know and they'll report on it like well as per 4chan this was said but you know so they're trying to cover their ass saying like hey this is what 4chan said yeah but uh, a lot of people don't pay attention to that they just hear that that is a thing um, or you got people like Alex Jones out there um, just actively stoking it. Like, did you did you hear about the whole crisis actor thing? No, I've I've only heard briefly about it from you, but I do not know anything about it at all. But I think it sounds fascinating from what I heard. Yeah. So like after Sandy Hook, there's like a lot of people believe like there is a segment of the, the population. They produce like videos on it and like they really believe the federal government under Obama put it on. To try and, you know, drive gun control efforts and that uh, it was fake. There was no kids hurt. All the people on TV were actors and the whole thing is horseshit. And uh, like Alex Jones and Infowars stoked that fire and, you know, put out to all of his listeners that, yeah, they're faking this shit. And it's, you know, it's shameful that they're doing this to try and get gun control done. And uh, that just seems ridiculous to me. See, I think that that's a part of what is so fascinating about conspiracy theories to me is that when I hear that, I don't think that it's entirely impossible or or even implausible that somebody would do that to drive an agenda. It seems I don't I, I just don't think they could pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Again, um, with your with your lack of uh, lack of confidence in their competency to fool all of the major news networks with Journals and the only people that are going to figure this out are um, dudes in their basement tipping away on Reddit and 4chan. <laughs> I just, it doesn't seem likely to me unless, you know, unless you're under the opinion that, you know, all the major news networks and, you know, all the journalists across uh, the country were in on it, which seems also a bit of a stretch to me. I just, I don't think people work together that well. Well, you just need a few that were in on it. You need a lot that were in on it. <laughs> well, then no, because everybody else would pick up on it and just, and just believe it. You need one credible source in your corner, or maybe one credible source from either side. There was a, this, I think it was This American Life, did an episode about where they kind of interviewed one of the dudes, you know, was the, he lost his son during the thing. And he was like at a bar, something came on the TV about Sandy Hook, and he was, the guy that was next to him was like, oh, yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit, man. They hired all these actors and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And a picture of his son, I think, came up on the TV, and he was like, yeah, that fucking, that kid didn't even exist, blah, 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 blah. You know, the kid's dad pulled out his wallet and like with his ID next to a picture of his son was like, that's my kid. And then the guy started like yelling at him uh, for being a liar and uh, getting paid by the government to, you know, pretend his son got killed and shit. Hey, you know, conspiracy uh, theory devil's advocate here. What if he was? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. But all I know is that if I was that dude and uh, my kid got killed and some guy was yelling at me about how I was an asshole for faking it in a bar, I would go to jail. Yeah, he's getting fucked up. Because I would fucking lose my shit.
But anyway, this guy went on to like all the videos that people were posting on YouTube about his kid. Cause I guess someone screwed up somewhere or something happened and like his kid's picture got listed in some other newspapers article about a school in Pakistan that got blasted as dying there. And they were like, Oh look, that kid, he's dead again. It must be bullshit. Oh shit. And so his kid was like a major point of evidence in the whole thing being horseshit. So he like went on a crusade, like, you know, doing copyright claims and shit on all the YouTube videos and getting them taken down because they had pictures of him and his kids without his permission. And then so sounds like government cleanup. Just saying the people on the other side started like getting pictures of his uh, of his kid, his other kids going to school and posting them on the Internet and posting his address and his phone number. He was getting like death threats and shit all the time. He had to move like six or seven times to try and fucking get away from it. And this is a fucking whole shit show. Jeez. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's just gotten crazy. Like it, it seems like the conspiracy theories that are like kind of fun and cute and interesting thought experiments and like, oh yeah, maybe that would be kind of cool. And it's gotten almost too real now. Like people are buying into this shit so hard that it's bleeding into like real life actions. And I don't know. Some of that's just kind of spooky. Yeah, I'm all right with it. I th- I still think it's fun because it doesn't affect me directly, and I know that's a terrible <laughs> way of thinking, but. It sure is interesting watching people fight over this because, yeah, there are the there are the crazy assholes who, I mean, they, they probably want to believe that it was all faked. They are probably gun rights activists, at least to some degree, you know, that have led them down that path. But then when you see stuff like school shootings, it absolutely gets used and propagandized oh, yeah. for anti-gun laws or, or gun restriction laws. Oh, yeah. Most of the major gun restriction laws that have been passed in the last decade have almost immediately followed some sort of mass shooting event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for me, I mean, I don't, I don't own guns. I don't necessarily care. But I don't like people using that shit for, for like, like, propagandized. Like, it seems like it gets taken either out of context or gets used for agendas more than than uh than it should or that it's oh it gets it's, politicized it's immediately yes. yeah absolutely and yeah i don't i don't really like it either yeah so for some people to to try to fight that side of things with absurd you know conspiracy theories it's entertainment for me i i think it's fun yeah i get it i just it, for me it's the idea that uh somebody would fake a school shooting seems less likely to me than the idea that somebody would yep. fake somebody faking a school shooting. Oh, see, to I, politicize that. So you got two things. One side says there was a school shooting and the other one says they faked it. They're both doing it for political reasons. And the one that seems more likely to be bullshit to me and much easier to pull off is the conspiracy theorist side. See, I was thinking you'd say, I mean, and this is this is kind of how I would disprove the uh, the conspiracy theory that it was all faked is that Rather than faking a school shooting and having all these actors, like it would be much easier and cheaper for the government to get somebody to just go shoot up a school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That w- yes. It would certainly be easier to find some guy and, yeah, make it happen. Yeah. It's like the whole 9 11 inside job thing. Yeah. Like no one's denying the 9 11 happened, but there are people that say it was orchestrated by the CIA in order to, you know, invade Afghanistan and this and that. And- yep further the agenda of the administration and uh jet fuel doesn't burn steel girders yeah well and it's true jet fuel will not melt a steel girder but you don't need to melt a structural member under load in order for it to fail you just need to soften it enough that it fails and collapses yeah which it can definitely do 
I don't know. And and like even with with that sort of thing, like I haven't I haven't gone in and done a deep dive on it, but I also think that that's interesting. You know, I think it's entirely plausible. I mean, I don't know why I'm so skeptical and untrusting of the government. Well, I mean, I I guess I'm not walking around saying like this is definitely true. Like who is like Mark Ruffalo? He is a huge supporter of the idea that 9/11 was an inside job. Is he really? I oh yeah. That. Yeah, he will he will go on record with uh with those opinions. Well, and and I think the plausibility is what makes it interesting. I mean, if people were saying things that were completely implausible, like the earth is flat, it's not as compelling. Or babies are smart and run the world. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be plausible to be interesting, at least for me. Like the interesting thing about flat earth is that people believe it. That's the fascinating part about it, not the actual theory itself. <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's get on to uh let's get on to some quick hits. What else you got on there? I feel like you had some more some more stuff. No, it's just kind of the, the same thing there where like just the kind of the real world effects of some of these conspiracy theories seem more real now. I mean that like what the truth is seems a bit shadier and harder. Like it like in uh the Congo now they've got that Ebola outbreak and they've got people there like militias and shit that are attacking clinics and killing aid workers because there's conspiracy theories floating around that the the government there is trying to wipe out some of the ethnic minorities and that the vaccines are sent by the West to sterilize them so that they can't have kids. So they're advocating not taking the vaccines and, you know, not taking sick people to the clinics because they just go there to die and they kill them and that Ebola is not even a real thing. <laughs> you know, you've just got a minor sickness and you're going to go to this clinic and then you're going to die because that's a lot of their experience. You know, someone in their family gets kind of sick. They don't seem that bad. The government comes, hauls them away, and then they come back later and said, sorry, your family member died and we had to burn their body and you don't get it back. And so it draws a lot of suspicion, but there's an Ebola outbreak and like they can't even send doctors into some of these areas. Yeah. And it's just scary for them. I mean, it's not, yeah, again, it's not affecting us, but well, like, it, it's just, it sucks ew. that the, that the solution can't be as simple as like, okay, well that's fine. Let's just separate ourselves and see what happens. Like if you, if you guys are so certain that there's no Ebola, cool, we will leave you alone and good luck. But at the same time, if there is no Ebola and, and they're right, then they will be proven to be right. Yeah, I guess so. The one well, the the immoral part about that though is that you know again it's a conspiracy theory it's a vocal minority I mean it's a, it's not most of the people that believe this but the ones that believe it are willing to take up arms and burn down clinics and shoot people that's dark that sucks like you don't need that many people to believe it it just a few to believe it fervently to really uh, stir some shit up and what is true and what you can believe has gotten so muddy with like the you know the Facebook ads with like the Russian interference where they come and they just make shit up. And like, we'll take both sides of an argument and, and manufacture disagreements between them to try and undermine the process and the, like the deep fakes. Have you, the, the, have you seen those videos? The deep fakes? Um, just a few I've seen, uh, I mean, I heard of somebody, I have a friend who, uh, has seen that they, uh, that they make celebrity porn tapes with that where they replace the face. I want to see that's a good wholesome use of that technology. Yeah. That's not spooky at all, but. Well, if the celebrities aren't going to do the porn, then, you know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, that's a victimless crime. <laughs> Anyone that's got a lot of screen time, they can basically make them look like they are saying and and sound like they're saying whatever the fuck you want them to. And it's the kind of technology that you could download on your computer and just do yourself with a webcam. Like, it's not 
difficult. You don't need like a supercomputer or like a super high fidelity audio setup or anything to pull it off. Well, yeah, there, there's this uh, this video that somebody put out where they've got the Superman footage from the Justice League with the, you know, the awfully rendered mustacheless Superman. Yeah. And that was uh, released in the theaters. And then they took the footage and did the, did a deep fake using Henry Cavill's face from something else just to show how much better, you know, a $500 computer could make that mustache removal look and how some, somehow they spent $3 million and came up with that fucking dog shit that they put on the screen. <laughs> it's so insane. That's and then I've, I've also seen, uh, I've seen a couple little videos that they took from Justice League also. They deep faked, uh, I don't know if that's a verb, but I'm using it as one. I think it is these days, yeah. Um, they put Christopher Reeve's face on Henry Cavill's body. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, and you're like, fuck, like Christopher Reeve was fucking Superman. And there's a bunch out there that I saw just the other day when I went down a, a little rabbit hole with it where uh, people just put Nicolas Cage's face in random places. Like there was actually one where he was the face of Lois Lane in, uh, in Batman v <laughs> Superman. <laughs> It was disturbing. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. See, those are those are good uses. But at some point, you know, it, it's that easy. Someone could have the president of the United States or of any other country, like, declaring war on somebody. Yeah. And put it out there. And if the world thinks that's true, it could cause, have some real fucking problems. Yeah. You already can't trust print or pictures. Or audio. And now, or video. Like, literally, to believe anything happened, you have to have seen it with your own eyes, and you don't see most of the world with your own eyes. Yeah. I think conspiracy theories are only going to continue to be a bigger and bigger part of our lives, good or bad. Yeah. And wacky theories that may have seemed fun and harmless before are going to start having real-world consequences. Yeah. Yeah. If it creates a more skeptical society, you know, in 10 years, where people really do start to question things maybe that's good to a degree because right now people just gobble shit up and uh don't even bother picking it out of their teeth later they'll consume and rely on the fact that somebody else did the hard work to make sure it was true and so maybe if we get away from that and people are a little bit more reliant on their own intellect that could be a good thing mm -hmm. but it's going to be a fucking rough transition i got a feeling yeah well cool dude i think we've covered a bunch so let's uh let's what do you say? You want to hit one of our usual format things? I know you had a uh, you had a favorite use in pop culture. I definitely do. What do you got? The X Files. The uh, the movies or TV show the or TV show? Yeah, yeah. I I, I love the X Files when I was a kid, and it was all about cover up and conspiracy and cloak and dagger government secrets and shit. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun and compelling. It was like a any sort of weird monster cover up conspiracy theory. They hit like fucking all of them and dramatized them and made them interesting and fun. Yeah. And uh, and it got real deep. Like by the end of the series, it got real deep into government cover ups and the smoke. I think the smoking man was like uh, Mulder's dad or something, wasn't it? Oh, shit. I have no idea. I I honestly didn't keep up with that anywhere near to the level of uh, most of our friends. Really? Yeah. You, did you just not like the X-Files that much or just? I I, into it? I liked the first couple seasons. I liked uh, a lot of the the different stuff they did, like the the carnival episode and the uh, or sorry the circus episode, the episode with like the guy that that comes out every twenty five years and eats six livers or some shit. Yeah, and he can like conform himself or or like squeeze himself through tunnels or 
air ducts and shit. Yeah, they were able to do, like, yeah, like all kinds of urban legends and yeah, freaking monsters and aliens and all kinds of cool shit. My issue came when, when actually, probably when it started getting into the stuff that you loved so much because it, it became like every other episode was like, it would start with incident and then do aliens exist? And then Mulder's sister and then Mulder sees that something exists. And then by the end of the episode, they're like, oh, no, it doesn't. And you're like, well, OK. You know, I mean, you got to keep the status quo. But after a while, it became formula and I just yeah, got bored yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, As most shows that run for, I think it had what, like eight seasons or something. I think it, yeah, it had eight or nine in its initial run. Yeah. And and I they, didn't see any of that new one. I saw, I think I saw the first one. Yeah. And uh, that was, I I don't watch enough TV, so or I do watch enough TV, but I, d- I did not follow it thereafter. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't prepared for for our, our old format. I was just doing, I was doing the research and trying to trying to wrap my head around a bunch of this shit. Um, so one thing that I love, and it's it's going to be a movie, of course, because when we do our favorite thing in pop culture, the only thing that pops in my head is movies. So. Rather than being a big conspiracy that's, you know, like the government trying to hide something from someone, you know, for sinister purposes, and they've got these ulterior motives, I'm going to go a little more lighthearted with one of my favorite movies that revolves around a rather large conspiracy, at least to one man. That is The Truman Show. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. I love that movie so much. Jim Carrey making a break from uh, from fart and talking ass jokes. And, you know, he's still a little goofy, but he was definitely an actor in that. He was a real person. And just, I guess this almost, this almost lends credence. Like, it doesn't lend credence to the, to the reasons why, but with something like Crisis Actors and, and the Sandy Hook faking thing, like, to organize something on this scale is super entertaining to watch. And um, it makes you think, what would it take to do something like that? And then it also makes you wonder if you're a paranoid person like me, like, how do I know that that isn't happening to me right now? Like, who is feeding you lines? But I imagine I would be a little more successful if they wanted to have a happy, entertaining show. I'd say there was a good decade where where that show would have been... uh, (laughs) <laughs> pretty boring and depressing like oh look he's getting drunk again yeah the ratings might not have <laughs> kept that show going unless you know in the outside world that's really what people wanted and then right around the time when uh the outside society was changing they're like oh you know what let's give him a girlfriend and and get him to stop drinking so much and quit smoking <laughs> <laughs> our focus groups seem to imply that they'd like to see him with a kid yeah how about yeah. we give him a girlfriend that already has one that seems less complicated yeah yeah exactly. less more more morally ambiguous than having him impregnate one of our actors no kidding <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i i love that movie and i i love how it shows the lengths at which somebody would go to control uh a situation like that but Ultimately, you know, Ed Harris's character like still loves Truman. I don't think I would want to see a sequel to the movie, but I am so curious at the end of that movie, like what happens from there. But I guess it's better left ambiguous. But yeah, that's a rather large conspiracy involving a lot of people. Yeah, that would be uh, monumental. Mm-hmm. You know, another one I was kind of thinking of was E.T. E.T. is a great movie. And uh, there's oh, definitely yeah. some cover up in that movie. Like they're totally trying to 
sweep that shit under the rug. Yeah, you've got those G-men pointing walkie-talkies at kids like it's threatening. That's what they did, right? They CGI'd out the guns and put walkie-talkies in their hands. Did they? Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, when they when they revisited the movie, Spielberg went in and added a bunch of like CGI E.T. moments. You can tell when you're watching the new one, like the way he moves, he moves really fast and not all wobbly like like the actual puppet or the actor. And it looks terrible. It looks glog awful. It always looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not surprisingly. Why people haven't learned this lesson. It always looks awful. Well, thankfully, Spielberg learned his lesson and he said after that experience, he would never go in and alter a movie with CGI. It must have just been like the special edition influence on there. Like, oh, we can do this. But he actually saw the light, whereas George Lucas didn't. We can do this, but no one asked if we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, in the end there, when when there's that uh, that police blockade that the bikes spoiler alert kids fly over um originally they had guns pointed at the kids but they like cgi'd out the guns and i think they put walkie talkies in their hands oh wow i didn't know that i I just remembered the guns yeah i don't know maybe i've probably seen it at some point but i did not notice that yeah i saw it once because i i hadn't seen et in probably like 25 years until like a year or two ago and i i borrowed it from someone and oh no i bought it used and watched it man that cgi is bad but uh what a great movie i had forgotten how uh how elliot calls his older brother penis breath in the beginning of it <laughs> and it, it it rushed back to me i was like oh penis breath it's probably not pc these days <laughs> what's wrong with having penis breath <laughs> so ben guess what we have it's kind of a it's kind of a first time out for us, so uh, guess what we got? Pizza. Yeah, we got on-air pizza. Um, mm, if, can listen to us eat. Yeah, if we, if we uh, didn't make disgusting enough noises before, <laughs> then uh, then we we will now. Um, no, we, we've got some interaction from the Facebook page, so I went ahead Woo. and posted on Geek Exploration, the podcast, the Facebook page. Um, oh, I don't know why it's not Geek Exploration, the Facebook page. Maybe I will have to change the name of the, the page. Um, but I was asking for favorite conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to hit them all. We've we're we've been chatting a lot today. Yeah, this topic seemed it ended up being a bit more uh, extensive than I had originally anticipated. Yeah, yeah, we may we may have to do a follow up episode, but um, especially with this one um, from Kyle Smith, he posed the uh, the conspiracy theory. Now, this is one that I completely spaced on when I was doing my research. But I did uh, do a little dive on this probably a month or two ago, and it's so fascinating. It's so interesting. He said, Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was replaced with a clone, alien, or doppelganger. That one is so interesting. You know, the story is that Paul McCartney died in a car accident, possibly decapitation. I'm not sure. And that um, the record company, in, uh, in an effort to not make fans freak out or melt down, they decided to get a lookalike named Billy Shears. Um, you might mm. recognize that name from... Uh, yeah. What was it? Was it Sgt. Pepper's? Was, uh, was that the one? Yeah, the one and only Billy Shears. There it is. And, um, and he was just supposed to fill in until they found a way to do it, but apparently the, the public... Until they found a way it. to clone Paul McCartney. <laughs> Pretty ambitious. 
So it's it's really cool. There's a ton of great YouTube documentaries on there. Like the quote unquote proof is super fascinating. Um, everybody knows about like the Abbey Road. Yeah, um, yeah I remember hearing cover. Yeah, the whole yeah he's got no shoes on. Yeah, because you don't bury people with shoes. And and John's the priest. Is that why you don't bury people with shoes? Yeah, is that a thing. Yeah, why put them in shoes? Why put him in anything? I, mean, I don't know. Why would you not put them in shoes? <laughs> John, yeah, John was the priest. George was was the undertaker or the the grave digger, maybe mm-hmm. uh, in the back, and then Ringo was the pallbearer. And then there's all sorts of stuff on on the uh, the Sergeant Pepper's cover. There's playing records backwards that that say Paul is dead. You know, there was an interview with John Lennon, or, or no, it wasn't an interview. It was like the tail end of one of his songs where he said like Paul is the walrus. Which I don't know. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah, there, there, there's a whole lot of uh, non sequiturs that, you know, uh, just like any other conspiracy theory, you can make fit to support your, uh, your, your claim. So is the idea that they were dropping hints because they couldn't come out and outright say it? Possibly, yeah. Wonder why none of them would have come out and outright say it. I guess. John Lennon got shot, so I guess he didn't have a chance to like be on his deathbed. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I bet there's a conspiracy theory that Mark David Chapman was <laughs> was hired to shoot uh, shoot John Lennon because he was going to come out about Paul. <laughs> uh. But I mean, even stuff that like there's like certain photographic evidence, you know, that that says like, oh, you know, like th- he looked different after this point in time, and uh, it it was. It was really fascinating. It's all been thoroughly debunked, you know, as as far as it can be. But I had a very good time researching that. So I suggest people go ahead and go onto YouTube. There's like some hour-long documentaries on it. It's great. And if you've ever seen Paul McCartney in concert, you should write Ticketmaster and ask for your money back. Yeah. You didn't pay for no fucking Billy Shears concert. Yeah. Fraud, man. <laughs> and then we have another one from uh, from Casey Thomas. He offers up a lot of uh of suggestions here some which we covered some uh some which we will have to hit upon uh on a future episode because they're also kind of big we've got the illuminati which permeates a lot of this it's the bedrock upon which most conspiracies are built <laughs> yeah the illuminati is interesting though one one thing i did find out when i was looking over some of this stuff was uh like it was, it was a real organization in bavaria for a while and basically they integrated into the masons and then got kicked out of the masons and then like the Prince of Bavaria or whatever, Theodore or something or other. Theodore Bavaria. Banned all secret societies in Bavaria. And, you know, they really got drove out because they were like rationalist, anti-monarchy, pro-philosophy, pro-science type people in the 1700s. Is, you yeah. Know, what science was was pretty, you know, alchemy and shit. But then people claim they were involved in the French Revolution and then they went away for a long time and they like really re-entered the popular... Uh, mindset in like the 70s when this dude basically made up a like parody religion called discordianism about uh, where you're like worshiping eris and chaos we're not worshiping but like you know the world is chaos and you need to forego order and stuff in order to see the truth and everyone is a pope like everyone's a pope and then it goes down you know down to priest and saints and shit and only like one level of saint can be people and all the rest have it can be fictional characters because they're even more chaotic but basically, they published a book about like their f- fictional rival, the Illuminati, because the you know they were striving for chaos and the Illuminati was striving for order. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like the conventions for like what the Illuminati is and how it's described these days comes from those fictional books. <laughs> but yeah, it was like a parody religion, kind of like uh, 
you know, the flying spaghetti monster and the church of the subgenius and shit. Well, shit. Which I've always thought are really fun. Like, I remember I had one of those subgenius books when I think I still have one when I was a kid. And is like super tongue in cheek parody religion text. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know about those. Telling you to do things like, like the church of the subgenius, like their main tenant is slack. And, you know, be lazy. Don't do what you want to do. It's okay to be mediocre. Like the, 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 the pinnacle of human existence is mediocrity. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very tongue in cheek and, uh, oh, it's fun. Yeah. I, I guess that's not shocking. I'm sure there are, there are religions based on like Klingons and shit. By yeah. Now. Yeah. And it's funny because it's the Illuminati trilogy and book, and like the first one is book one and part of book two. The second one is part of book two, book three. And the third one is part of book four, book five, and like a, an epilogue. Weird. <laughs> Just to fuck with people. <laughs> that sounds entertaining. Have you have you read any of it? Uh, no, I haven't, but I want to now. Yeah, no kidding. When I was reading, I was like, this sounds awesome. Because I love that. <laughs> I love that just complete bullshit fake religion stuff. It's a parody. It's it's meant to be ridiculous and yeah. not taken seriously. And then people take it seriously, like Scientology. <laughs> Volcano alien ghosts. Hey, you never know. If if there were ancient aliens, maybe they did die in volcanoes and they are attaching themselves to our souls. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and that's the thing I love most about parody religions is they, uh, they're they all just as plausible as real ones. Yeah, yeah. They're all just as provable, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so Casey Thomas, after saying the Illuminati, he also brought up 9-11 was an inside job. He's got chemtrails, fluoride and water. And he said his favorite of all time is Hitler didn't kill himself because nobody ever saw the body. Uh, apparently we gave it to Russia, but Russia didn't do or say anything with it. And the theory is that he fled to Argentina, where he remarried there along with his fellow Gestapo and leaders of the Third Reich. Well, I think he was pretty riddled with syphilis at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't imagine he would have lasted terribly long. Well, they want you to believe that. Yeah. Well, I know. And supposedly Stalin used the top of his skull as an ashtray for years. Oh, yeah. I do remember hearing that. You know, I don't know if that's really Hitler's skull. I mean... Stalin didn't go get it himself, so yeah, there was plenty of skulls around Berlin at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh shit, Joe told us to to bring back Hitler's skull. He's gonna be so pissed that we don't have it. It's like, just grab one of those. Oh, and you don't want to piss off Big Red Joe. Oh man, yeah, wasn't wasn't he worse than Hitler oh, as far as genocide yeah. goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it wasn't like ethnic. He just fucking anyone that opposed or disagreed with him fucking to the gulags he killed way more of his own people than hitler ever killed jeez he was a fucking bad dude i've heard tons of stories like like whether it's uh it's historical uh historical documentation or or in movies where the nazis did flee to south and central america after the war well i think a bunch of them did yeah yeah like they they that was definitely a thing that occurred with some of the high-level Nazi guys. Yeah. Magneto goes and kills one in, uh, in first class. Yeah. Or a couple of them. So what do you think? You think, you think Hitler's dead dead? I think he is now, for sure. Well, yes. But do you, do you think he made it out? Because that, that is interesting, because Hitler was such a huge figure, and for him to be dead, like, like, and for there to not be pictures, is shocking. Well, he was in a bunker that got fucked up um yeah there should have been yeah yeah it is kind of weird um 
but also the, the, he was a pretty recognizable dude mm-hmm. and he was definitely in Berlin as the Soviets were sieging it. So the idea that he could get away and then no one would recognize him anymore seems a little unlikely. But... You know, thinking about it, like I know the whole Clark Kent thing is stupid where it's like, oh, glasses and parting your hair a different way. But I mean, like Hitler had very recognizable facial and top hair. Like if you shaved Hitler's mustache off and and the top of his head, I'd, I don't know if people would catch him. Even better if he went like the bar bouncer look and just grew a big bushy beard with a bald head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you totally wouldn't recognize him. And I, I don't remember where it was because it was years ago, but, but looking into the whole idea of Hitler not having died when he did, I remember there being some, some picture of a super old man that very closely resembled Hitler, you know, that was supposedly taken in South America. So I don't know. I, th- I think it's super interesting. I would like to think that he died then, or, you know, maybe, maybe if he made it to Argentina, hopefully he died very painfully and insane from syphilis. Yeah. I don't think that's a pleasant way to go. So yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Casey and Kyle for, uh, for writing in and, uh, and interacting with us. We, we really appreciate that. And we're really enjoying getting a little interaction from people. And thank you very much to, uh, Devin Carlson, one of our loyal listeners, um, for suggesting that topic. Yeah, hopefully we did it justice. In conclusion, these things are fun. I hope they don't go away. I hope people don't take them so glogdam serious. So, you know, we can actually have a bit of joy <laughs> entertaining these thoughts and people don't actually get hurt. Yeah, and I hope at least a few, especially the less sinister ones, are actually true. Yes. I want at least a few of them to be true. Yeah, it would be really neat for there to be definitive proof that there were ancient aliens. I, why not? I mean, unless the cover-up goes to modern day for a sinister reason. But I think it'd be cool if like an alien came down and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we did that spider down, down on that continent. Yeah, that was us. Oh yeah, that was when, when Frank fucking got struck by lightning and crashed (laughs) fucking stupid frank he got what he deserved idiot yeah and i mean i guess sometimes they are true like that occurs yeah there are conspiracies out there uh just usually they're not quite as fantastic yeah that's true in the early 20s there was one there was the phobos cartel they called it it was a light bulb cartel they got together and secretly planned on uh basically engineering obsolescence in their light bulbs and so all the major light bulb manufacturers in the world got together and said all right light bulbs are only going to last a thousand hours and they they secretly set prices and territories and made sure that uh everybody's light bulbs only lasted a thousand hours ha that's fucked yeah in geneva they had a special room set up where any new light bulbs would get shipped and they would test them and if your light bulbs went over a thousand hours they, they you would get fined whatever the amount of time over a thousand hours it ran oh geez well keeping it consistent i guess but consistently shitty yeah well and that was the standard for light bulbs until like the 80s even after the cartel fell apart after world war ii like why would they give that up like we don't need to make these any fucking better yeah like we're not out to save the world by giving it light that will last a long time and bankrupt us yeah, yeah, and so they, like it stayed the standard for a long time until like you know the extended twenty five hundred hour light bulbs came out, and I guess that from like nineteen oh three or some shit, there's a light bulb in the Livermore Fire Department that uh, has been 
alive ever since. <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's like a 115-year-old light bulb that's still burning. Awesome. Let's just put one of those on, on Kennedy's tomb. Get rid of that flame. They put a freaking web camera on it. It's like you could like look at it anytime you want. It's called the Centennial Light. <laughs> it only puts out four watts, but it is, uh, it's so far, it's outlived three webcams. <laughs> so i guess they just don't make shit like they used to oh geez so maybe maybe one of these days we'll have to do a uh, a follow-up episode on conspiracy theories part two or something because that's another one that i i mean honestly i just did not have the time to do the research to do it justice and that's the kennedy assassination Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that. that is a huge one. I understood in the beginning it was a huge one. I had to pick my battles, and that was not going to be one, because there's so much to go into on that. Let us know what your favorite conspiracy theory is on Twitter. Uh, use the hashtag GeeksplorationTheConspiracy. <laughs> one final announcement before we go. Uh, we've got a t-shirt up now. Oh, shit. We do. Yeah, we set up a uh, shop on Teespring, and uh, it's, we've got one T-shirt design on there now. We're going to probably add a few more soon. Uh, you can get to it by going to shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com and uh, support the podcast while looking incredibly rad in the process. Yeah, we've got the Super Geek Exploration Brothers 3 shirt um, that you may have noticed from our video games part four episode art. Um, we are also gonna put a put a couple other tees out soon. We've got um, we've got the Geek Exploration Station uh, logo that we're gonna drop on there. We've got our main Geek Exploration the podcast T shirt uh, coming out. And if there's any other of our episode designs or anything you guys want to see up there, let us know and uh, we can plop them up. So thank you very much for coming in today and uh, keeping one eye over your shoulder as we uh, we talked conspiracy theories. Um, if you'd like to let us know how we did, please go hit us up on the social medias. We've got the Facebook page, Geek Exploration, the podcast, Instagram at Geek Exploration podcast, Twitter at Geek Explore pod, or you can email us. Yeah, I did it backwards. Whoops. Um, and email at Geek Exploration and if you enjoyed today's episode, please uh, drop by iTunes and give us a five black helicopter review theme song today as always is cruising for goblins by kevin mcleod of incompetech.com and remember the truth is out there